for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boo. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grow. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving it with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? We're kind of alarming and running it deep. Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo. This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 354 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I am your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. Follow me on Twitter at Jeff Lambert 77 Of course, we are here live every Friday night, usually at 10.30, but unfortunately tonight we are at 11.30 p.m. Uh, of course, we are on Twitter, we're on Twitch, YouTube, we're on goingfor2.live, our new website, and of course, syndicated in all major podcast networks. I'm not quite sure what's going on with Tim's camera and Mike, but uh, hopefully we get that fixed and we'll get him on board here quickly. Um, if you're on YouTube right now, fellas, please hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, we are like this close, like literally this close to getting verified on YouTube. So we need your help to get to get there. So hit that like subscribe button so we can get ourselves verified uh, and get us some new some new fancy tools so that we can get you some more uh, great content. Uh, I introduced Tim, but unfortunately, it looks like he's having. Oh, there he is. Tim just in time jumping in here. Of course, my my co-host every Friday night, Mr. Tim. What's up, Tim? I had no idea I was having issues, man. I looked over and you were like, you can't see me. <laughs> and you still look like you're a little bit lagging. So hopefully you get you get caught up here. Um, there you go. Also joining us tonight, uh, Mr. Jared Good, who uh, whose name is just the he just has the on his little. I, <laughs> I was rushing just as much as you were, Jeff. And then I hit the button and I said, fuck. <laughs> so you can go if you go to the little three dots on your screen there to the left you can change your name so you could fix your name from the oh, let me see if i can find that i'm i'm like you gotta you guys remember i'm like dan the b league i gotta i gotta figure some stuff out here <laughs> yeah your little little technology <laughs> challenged gotcha <laughs> all right guys uh before we get to the show i want to plug one more time our dfs uh for toys DraftKings tournament uh, the contest is free to enter. Donations, of course, are encouraged. Uh, and we are giving away, and I got it sitting right here, giving away this championship belt, which my green screen is kind of making it hard to see. But uh, championship belt, courtesy of the fantasyjocks.com. Uh, it does say on here they're going for two champions somewhere. Yeah, right there, going for two champions. Still wrapped in plastic. I don't want to remove it until we have a winner. Um, but to join, go to goingfor2.com backslash toys. Uh, if you haven't registered yet, the donation link is also live as well. Uh, you can find that at the same place, goingfor2.com backslash live. Uh, our goal is $1,000. We opened it up uh, a couple of days ago, and we're already at, I think, $265. Uh, so we're well on our way to hitting that $1,000 mark. So hopefully we can hit that mark and crush it. But again, goingfor2.com backslash toys. If you've not registered, please go do so. Let's get Absolutely, to and that's that's a great contest. We run it every yeah. single year around around the holidays. Um, if you're not in there, get in there. 
Um, chip out five bucks, chip out a hundred bucks, whatever you feel like is necessary. That's really, a really good cause. Yeah. hundred percent. And in the years, yeah, past- Jeff is doing the shopping spree this year. Yeah, so I, I want to see that receipt. That's <laughs> yeah. what it's about, right? I want to see how long we can get that receipt. Yeah. hundred percent. I was just going to say this year, I'm going to be doing a, a target shopping spree and we'll get a picture with my wife and I and the receipt with all the shopping carts that we purchased. So, um, please go sign up if you haven't already. All right, let's get to the re- rewind. The Weekly Rewind. 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 All right. As usual, one good, one bad. Uh, Jared, what, were your, what was your one good, one bad last week? Um, my one good was Alvin Kamara, who uh, is a guy that I really want to talk about, um, specifically in season-long and best ball leagues. Um, he's a guy that I was able to draft extremely late. Um, knowing that he had a suspension and a lot of people kind of slept on that guy. Um, he's really, uh, pulled me back in, in some best balls, um, and, and season longs. I know I'm in a league with Jeff, um, where he has really done a lot of damage in PPR format. Um, so, uh, Camaro last week in general for DFS, but as a whole, that guy has been elite all year. Yeah. Good stuff. What's your one bad? Uh, my one bad was, um, I don't know, I got to pull up the sheet, but you got Ramondre Stevenson as your one bad. Yeah, he sucked. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Patriots suck as a whole Um, that offense is really hard to trust. And it's kind of sucks that we're going to have to talk about the Patriots offense a little bit this week because they are going against the commanders who give up a lot to everybody. Um, but the, I feel like the Patriots are very much so like the Falcons where like you, you just can't trust anybody on either one of those teams. Agreed. And your Alvin Kamara call talking about the league that we're in. It's a very unique league where me and Jared, we have our own teams, but we're in a division together and the division is a team. So me and Jared get to share plays. We get to trade back and forth and try to get mm-hmm. one of us through. It's a, it's a guillotine league. So each week someone gets eliminated and, uh, and and Jerry took the chance on Alvin Kamara in that league, and it's been paying off because me and Jared are, are still alive in that league. Uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. Everybody's team is pretty loaded, uh, but Alvin Kamara came through big for us. So, yeah, good good call on Kamara. Tim, what you got for your rewind? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, my one good is that the Rangers won the World Series. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to go to the parade today. I had to uh, watch it on my phone because I was working. Uh, but last week I had a great week. And one of the reasons is I was all over uh, that Philly Washington game. Uh, Gerson stack of the week came through and I had a lot of AJ Brown and that was, I had like 80% AJ Brown last week. So that absolutely smashed. What didn't smash, however, was my sick call or sorry, my lock of the week, which was the Falcons defense. Will Levis went out there and absolutely led it, lit it up uh, him and, and Hopkins. So uh, I was, uh, you know, that was that was definitely a bad for me, but they were pretty chalky, so it didn't hurt me too much. And Tim, just a, a quick shout out to your Rangers. I did see a post today that said 500 to 700 K was the estimated attendance for the parade. That's yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. They showed up today, man. Good sure. Shit. Yeah, when I logged into the sheet, that today, quote by Corey Seager, by the way, is going to be famous in this town for a long time. Anybody who saw the it. one on the one on Bregman, yeah, the one calling out Bregman, yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so when I logged into the sheet today to put in my one good, one bad, I was logging in to put A.J. Brown as my one good because I actually put him in my cash lineup. And <laughs> uh, a couple guys tried to talk me out of it, and I kept sticking to my guns, sticking to my guns, and I'm, I'm so glad I did because uh, he did pay off. Uh, but my one other good uh, was Jordan Addison, who I liked a lot last week. He came out and yep. played really well. 
pretty much, you know, I had him in my cash lineup as well. So the combination of him and AJ Brown really paid off. Uh, my one bad, uh, I went to the L. Jacks well one too many times. L. Jacks did not show up. Uh, just I think he had 11 points, something like that. Absolutely crushed any lineup that I had L. Jacks in. So that was my one bad for the week for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's he got a lot of people, man. Yeah, he did. He was a pretty popular play, and he crushed a lot of people. And I had him on FanDuel, too. We have a, a friends <laughs> league on FanDuel, and he got me on FanDuel. Uh, we have another guest here. What, what, who, who, who you got there, Jerry? Yeah, yeah, my dog really wants to be on the camera right now, so there he is. <laughs> there you go. Good stuff. All right, let's get to the quarterbacks. Let's talk quarterbacks. All right, we'll start here in the elite tier. And I want to first start off by saying that this is a really ugly slate. This is a... Oh, this, yeah, yeah. This is a nasty one. <laughs> very, it's brutal. It's one of the worst slates I can remember in a very long time, so... Uh, We'll start off at the elite tier here. And uh, Tim, you got no one listed in your elite tier. So I'm going to go to you first, Jared. Well, me and Tim have the same guy listed. Um, and I just put in parentheses that this dude's been super, super consistent. Um, and it's Jalen Hurts. Um, you can basically pencil him in for 25 points every week. Um, I, I like the pace of this game. I like, I like the environment in this game. I think this will be a, a, a solid, solid game for DFS. But like, like you said, there's it's a kind of a junk slate, and if you can lock in 25 to 30 points immediately off the top, I think that's a good look to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well. That's that's I, I have him on my list. Um, I do have another guy that I like a lot as well. Um, uh, I guess technically I have him in the mid tier, but I do have L Jacks one more time yeah. uh, at 8.2. <laughs> I will go back to that well one more time. Uh, him being at home, uh, I had a couple stats here. First of all, it's the highest implied total on the slate. Um, it's a couple games that are higher, but they're not on the slate. They're the, the, the I think the Sunday morning game and, uh, and one of the late games. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're they're about to get 25 points. And then uh, LJAX at home is averaging over 25 points uh, per game uh, this year over the 18 on the road. So at home versus Seattle, I do like him a lot. 8.2 is a little bit of an expensive price, especially when there's not a ton of great value on the slate. So you're going to have to a little get weird to get him into your lineups. But uh, if we're talking elite quarterbacks, it's basically Hurts or L. Jacks for me. I got a I got a quick note on Lamar Jackson, and it's basically if you're not playing on an underdog, you should be. Um, he's up for one and a half uh, pass rush and receiving touchdowns. So uh, if you're not on an underdog using the promo code going for two, you should probably get over there and smash the button. 100%. Yeah, I, t- I took the plug out for underdog guys, but if you're not an underdog right now, they're giving away a $500 deposit match. Usually it's a hundred bucks uh, right mm-hmm. now for a limited time. It is $500. So if you're not on there, GF2 is the promo code. Uh, go get on there real quick. Uh, all right, we'll move down into the mid-tier. And, Tim, this is where you're kind of living in a quarterback here in the mid-tier. So give me one of your guys. I am living in the mid-tier. Uh, well, I'm going to take – sorry, uh, Jared. You're, you're gonna, I'm going to take your guy here. Um, he was almost Dak, my lock of the week. Yeah, it, it's Dak Prescott. I was going to say the same thing. Uh, it's Dak. I hate to say it. You know, guys always hear me. I hate saying play the Vikings, but they do well when I play them. feel the same way about playing Cowboys. But I think this is a Dak week. Uh, we saw – was uh, you know um, how absolutely light them up last week, right? He was the number one quarterback on the slate. Uh, Dak, you know, obviously twenty third DVOA. Dak, I looked this up. I had it in the chat earlier. He averages two hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns against Philly. Got an eight and three record against Philly. I think that he's basically got uh, you know a similar upside to some of these guys that are fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars more expensive. So 
Um, I, I think Dak is the cash quarterback. Uh, I think there are a couple people who can say other guys, you know, argument for Jalen Hurts. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm going. Yeah, I, I looked up his splits actually since 2020. Uh, Dak is averaging nearly four touchdowns per game against the Eagles uh, versus only two versus other teams. So uh, he likes to play the Eagles. Uh, it's a pretty large sample size since 2020. Uh, Philly gives up the six most points to quarterbacks. They're ranked 23rd DVOA. Uh, I love I love Dak as well. Uh, and you get a pretty big steep discount off of off Hertz and Ljax with going Dak Prescott and with similar upside as those two guys. Uh, so you don't have any other mid-tier guys, Jared. So I'll go ahead and move into my my guy here. I, I do like C.J. Stroud. I had him last week as well as a play. Unfortunately, he came out and did not do very well at all. Uh, but Bucks give up the third most points to quarterbacks. Uh, and of course, I've talked about the run defense on the show before. They're they're pretty legit run defense. So they're going to force the the Texans to pass even even more. Uh, at six point two, you get a little bit of a discount off of off of Dak, and I think Dak's going to be very chalky. Uh, so C.J. Stroud is in play for me. Um, and then you have another guy in your mid-tier there, Tim. Talk about him a little bit. Yeah, shout out to Garrett in the chat, man. This might be a hoot at week. Uh, they have basically the highest implied total. They're at 25. The Ravens are slightly higher at 25.25. But, I mean, it could be a play all the Saints week, and I think that starts with Derek Carr, 5,700, 31st DVOA against the pass. Uh, he, he's also better at home, the Chicago Bears. Like they may have traded for Montez Sweat, but this season ain't it, man, and they know it. So um, they're eight and a half point favorites at home. I, I love Derek Carr this week. I think if you're paying down from Dak in that 5K range, he's probably my favorite option. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I could add one more value play, and I really don't even want to add it, but I, I didn't even put it on my sheet. But uh, Deshaun Watson at 5.4, man, he's so cheap. The problem is his Cleveland is so hard to trust. Yeah. It definitely is. And he's expected to play this week. So that that's that's a good point. Uh, let's move yeah, down. I'll right, mention my one mid-tier guy and then we'll get into the values. I had uh, Sam Howell as well. Um, New England's, you know, not as strong as the past. I think they're 18th DVOA. So they're kind of middle of the pack there at 5.8. Howell's just throwing the ball, you know, a ton um, at 5.8. He's a little bit more expensive than I would want for him. But uh, if you're looking to get a little bit different, Howell's a good way to do it. Yeah. Uh, Mickey in the chat said Jordan Love. Uh, from Packer Nation here. I was not going to plug him, but if somebody in the chat said it, he should have a, d- a better week this week at home against the Rams. Good call. That sounds like a guy that is not willing to get behind Jordan. <laughs> 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 All right, let's move down into the value tier here, Jerry. What you got for your value? Um, the first guy I really want to talk about is Baker Mayfield. Um, so this is a guy that I don't normally like to talk and acknowledge a whole lot, but in this game environment, I think that, like we said, we like Stroud. Um, the Texans offense is actually a lot better than a lot of people want to admit. And if the, if the uh, Bucks are going to keep up, we've seen Rashad White be completely almost irrelevant up until the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Um, Baker's got a little bit of rushing upside that people don't like to talk about either. Um, he's, he's had those, uh, you know, he gets you three extra points on the ground a couple times this year. Um, he's cheap and he's got good wide receivers. And if this game environment plays out a little bit better than the Vegas line expects it to, I think Baker could be viable. Yeah. I had Baker written up in my fancy pros article as a value as well. And you mentioned the, uh, the upside with rushing. I think early in the season, he had a couple games where he had eight rushes. So yeah. he's got some 
some upside there. The last few games, he hasn't done it quite as much, but uh, he could go back to that and get you know some some decent floor with the rushing as well. Tim, who you got in your value tier? The puke stack of the week, man. Mac <laughs> Jones. This one hurts me to even say, but he's forty nine hundred against the Commanders, who have basically given up more top twelve quarterback weeks than any other team. Right, thirtieth DVOA. This is a purely punt stack because he will have one of the most popular wide receivers on the slate. But if you do pay all the way down to Mac Jones, I've built it. You can basically play all the dudes. So that's the appeal of Mac Jones. He's had a couple of 20-plus point games at home already this season. And uh, Washington, clearly, they've given up, right? They traded their you know two best defensive linemen. So I think they could easily give up 25-26. And, you know, I think on this slate, that could be all you need. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so the value guy I have is at 5K, and he's one of the couple backup quarterbacks getting starts this week. Um, but the only one of the ones that I really want to play is uh, is Taylor Heineke. Uh, we saw it when he was in Washington. He's a bit of a gunslinger. He doesn't have any. He's not shy at all. To throw the ball down the field. You know, he made guys like Terry McLaurin and Josh Doxson last year relevant. Uh, he throws the 50-50 ball. So I think guys, you know, if Drake London plays, I think he's going to be viable. Uh, if not, I think Kyle Pitts could be in there as the jump ball guy. He's not afraid to put the ball into, you know, into the air to get his guy to get a chance at it. So I think, you know, he might come out and throw a couple picks as well, but he also could throw some big plays. So at 5K versus Minnesota, uh, I, I don't mind Heineke down here in the, in the cheap value range because uh, as you see, as we go through this, this sheet here, we're not going to find a ton of great, like, surefire value plays. So if you're going to pay down a quarterback, uh, I think Heineke, Baker, uh, are, are in there. And then you got one more guy you want to talk about, Tim? Oh, yeah, Minshew Mania, man. We're going to keep it rolling this week against Carolina. Uh, he's speaking of a guy who showed a little rushing upside. He had two touchdowns a couple weeks ago. So uh, I was kind of shocked. The Colts also have one of the highest totals at 23 and a half. Uh, and, you know, they're on the road at Carolina, but Carolina's given up a lot of points. They're favored by two and a half. So uh, I like Minshew Mania, but uh, I'll probably won't have as much as some of these other guys we've talked about. Agreed. And Jared, you want to mention real quick uh, the one last quarterback you have on your sheet there? I mean, I really don't want to talk about it, but that just tells you how ugly this slate is. Um, Indianapolis gives up a bunch a bunch of points all over the yard, and they can score <laughs> kind of too. So give me Bryce Young. Um, his stacking option is very clear with um, the one receiver that matters in Carolina. I'm sure we'll talk about him later. Um, it's it's an ugly week, you guys. I, I'm not going to put my back against the wall to play this guy, but I think Bryce Young, if you're 20 max entering, um, he might pop up once or twice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, let's get to the tight ends. Did somebody say tight ends? All right, tight ends. Uh, I'll let you talk about your boy, Jared. Uh, he's the only one that's in the elite tier, really. Um, yeah, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Um, this guy has, since JJ has gone down, has balled out. Um, I own him in Scott Fishbowl. He's been a big, big... Uh, success in a lot of my season long leagues the the dude the the problem is is we don't know what we're going to see from jaron hall um we don't know what that offense is going to look like um i watched a preseason game this year and jaron hall looked like he had a good ball but um i saw a little bit of him last week and wasn't a huge fan but i i think 
the biggest thing to talk about is he's underpriced. Okay. Um, 5,200, he's cheap. He should probably be closer to 6K, but um, he's the check down option. He's, they run specific plays for him. Like he's a great tight end. And at 5,200, like I said, I, I just think he's underpriced. Um, so I'll be willing to roster him. From yeah. the Vikings. And we've said mm-hmm. it uh, on the show many times, but uh, a, a, a young quarterback's best friend is his tight end because uh, they're going to, that's the easiest throw to make is the one over the field to the biggest guy in the field. Really, you know, Hawkinson's a big guy. Uh, and, and the Falcons are tied for the most uh, top 12 finishes given up by tight ends this year. So, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I call him Lockinson because he's been that good this year. So, uh, versus Atlanta, if you're paying up at tight end, I don't think that's where I'm at. But if you're paying up at tight end, I think that's TJ Hawkinson and, and then nobody else, really. And something to mention is, is like when we talk about top tiers, uh, usually Mark Andrews is in this conversation. But at 6.8K, he's almost too much unrosterable. Agreed. You know. All right, Tim, let's move down into the mid-tier here. What do you got for your mid-tier? Man, I'll tell you, I almost just put my whole shit on the table today and made my lock of the week Kyle Pitts (laughs) because I absolutely love Kyle Pitts this week. And I'm looking around the industry and it it does not look like the industry does. So I'm going to be all over Kyle Pitts this week. He will basically be functioning as the number one receiver for the Falcons with Drake London out. And as we always know, I've said before, he plays slot receiver, right? He's not a tight end. So look up Minnesota's ranking against slot receivers, one of the worst in the league. We know Taylor Heineke will sling it. He usually looks for his slot guy, biggest guy on the field. I think that's Kyle Pitts, man. I could realistically see, like, I don't want to say it, but, like, you know, one of those seven, eight, nine target weeks for Kyle Pitts, you know, gets, like, seven for 70 and a touchdown. He's got 20 points. Like, I'm not saying 20, but I could see it. Yeah, that's a solid line. It's- and. I've been at work all day. Has Drake been officially ruled out? Or are we still waiting? Oh, yeah. For that He's officially out. He's officially out. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's it, Pitts all day for me. I had Pitts on my sheet, and it just said he could be unlocked by Taylor Heineke. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a big thing to look at. Like, Riz, or Ritter has been terrible all year, and to get a new quarterback could just really unlock this guy. Um, and as a Viking fan, for me to say that, it just goes along with what Tim just said. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Like I mentioned, Heineke's a, a great 50-50 ball thrower, whereas Ritter was almost afraid to throw him. Like He didn't mm-hmm. want to make the big mistake. He didn't want to throw the pick, so he wouldn't put it up there. But when you got Kyle Pitts as athletic and as big as he is, just put it anywhere in his vicinity. Let him go up and get it. And that's kind of and, what I hope he does. And, and, and just go on. Like People were in love with Pitts so much in Dynasty and everything. Everything best ball. He was drafted everywhere. Super, super high. He's been super disappointing. But when you get a quarterback change, like something like that could make a big difference for a guy like Pitts, who's so athletic. Yeah, agreed. Um, I'll go next with the mid-tier, and I'm going to go with a guy that his matchup isn't great. You look at some of the metrics, and it's not great. But uh, this guy got a shit ton of targets last week. I think he had 10 total targets. He caught all 10 of them. A lot of them were like three- and four-yard passes. But uh, Cole Komet uh, at New Orleans at 39 uh, if he gets that kind of volume going forward, uh, I, I haven't heard. I don't think Justin Fields is playing. I think he was practicing, but he's not uh, uh, going to be playing in this game. So uh, I expect some more checkdowns to Cole Komet this week uh, at 3.9. He's a you know a little bit cheaper than Kyle Pitts, um, but I think Komet has a little bit of uh, volume involved in his play. So uh, I'll take Cole Komet in the mid-tier here. Jared, what you got for the mid? 
just got uh, shouted out in the chat. <laughs> I, I do like Taysom Hill. Um, and the reason why I don't like his price, but like he is a guy that like can do everything. Like he's a Swiss super knife. And it kind of depends on what kind of game we have. Um, I know I talked earlier in the show about um, underdog and a lot of a lot of props that I've seen is he's got half a passing yard, which is kind of interesting because it's one of those things where like, okay, we've acknowledged this guy can throw the ball. He can catch the ball. He can steal touchdowns from Kamara and he's in a game against the bears defense who sucks. So, I mean, take it for what it's worth, but like, I, I, like I said, I don't love the price tag, but like he can also easily get you 20 yeah. and, and no, no sweat. Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those guys that has a floor of zero, uh, but then he has like a ceiling of like 20, 25 points easy. It, and yeah. he, he can get it in multiple ways. So it's one of those things that you don't know what you're going to get, but he's worth putting in there. Tim, we got two more guys in the mid tier. You pick one of them. Yeah, I'm going back to Ferguson this week. I talked about at the top of the show how much I like Dak Stacks this week. He had my number two tight end matchup on the week, only behind TJ Hawkinson. So that wasn't accounting for Kyle Pitts, because like I said, I consider him a slot receiver. But I think you can go right back. Philly is weak to tight ends as well. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good spot. Yeah, and I'll take the tight end on the other side. Uh, Dallas Goddard versus Dallas 4.8. He's, you know, he had that little uh, early season slump, but he's been really good ever since. Uh, so I, I think he's getting similar volume to Devonta Smith. And of course, he's much cheaper than Devonta Smith. So at 4.8, yeah. uh, he's a good play as well. Let's move down into the uh, the value tier, which is really kind of ugly. Um, and I'll, I'll let you go first, Tim, here, because you've already got the, the guys you want to talk about highlighted there. Yeah, literally the only Packer I have on my sheet this week, spoiler alert, is Luke Musgrave. Uh, he was a little limited in practice earlier in the week with a heel injury, but he got a full practice in today, so he doesn't carry an injury designation. He's 3,300 against the Rams, and one of the ways you attack the Rams is with tight end. I think they're 26 TVP, uh, so uh, yeah, I really like this spot, 3,300 if you're going to pay all the way down at tight end. I don't know that I want to go below Luke Musgrave. He's kind of my bottom you know, punt uh, this week, so yeah, I think he's a good value. All right, Jared, what you got for your value? Jared might be frozen there. Yeah, I think Jared's frozen. Yeah, Jared's frozen. So I'll take mine. So there is one guy that I'm willing to to punt. Um, that's that's a little bit cheaper than Musgrave, uh, and it's risky. But it's it's Michael Mayer at uh, he's going against oh, the New York yeah, okay. Giants two point eight. Uh, you know, we saw what looked like could have been a mini breakout a few weeks ago, and then you know the shit hit the fan, and this place kind of the the, the Raiders kind of fell apart. Uh, you know, they had a new quarterback. They got a new head coach, new offensive coordinator, new GM. Uh, it's it's all new. But at 2.8 versus the Giants, uh, I could take that uh, that mayor and the, hopefully he can kind of get that magic back that he had a few weeks ago. Uh, and at 2.8, he's definitely worth the, the risk, I think, because he does anything at all whatsoever and, and he's going to be fine. Uh, you got another guy there in your value tier as well. Talk about uh, Talk about those two guys. Yeah, I just kind of listed them on the sheet because I felt like we had to talk about them. Like Hunter Henry and Logan Thomas, I kind of feel like they're the same play this week. They're in that mid-3K range where if you have a couple hundred dollars more than Musgrave, where you're still looking for the same thing, right? Like 40, 50 yards and a touchdown. And I think one of those guys gets you one. You pick the right guy, obviously. That's you know that's where you're going to go. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Logan Thomas. Uh, I think you know how we see you know tends to be a look for him around the goal line. His red zone usage is really good. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, I think that, you know, they're all kind of the same 
uh, at the bottom 3K range there. Yeah, we're all just we're just hoping for that that touchdown. Basically, is what we're looking for with any of those guys. Just give us a you know fifty yards, three four catches, and a touchdown, and we're golden. Yeah, that's what you're doing. All right, uh, Kate Otten was the guy that uh, that Jared had. Um, he's still not back on the show yet, but care uh, uh, you know uh, the the Washington Commanders. That's who they're playing, right? I can't remember who who the Bucks are playing right now. No, they're playing the Texans. The Texans. That's right. Uh, Kate Otten. I'm not a huge fan of Kate Otten, so hopefully Jared comes back and he can kind of uh, give us uh, his his take on Jared Otten. A- anything that you have for uh, for Kate Otten, Tim? No, I mean the Texans are bad against tight end, but he gets like four or five targets a game. So you're really, I mean, at that point you have to get a touchdown. Yeah. I-, I think it's pretty thin. There's other plays at the same price. Agreed. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna poo poo his calls before he gets back. All right, let's get to the running backs. It's time for running backs. Running backs. All right. uh, We'll start here at the elite tier. Tim, who you got? Uh, Real quick, uh, Jamie in the chat said, Otten is the best value on the slate. So I might have to reconsider my take there. (laughs) Last week, as you guys know, Gerson told me I needed to play the Broncos defense, and they ended up being the best play on the slate. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, to me, the, the running back starts and ends this week with Alvin Kamara, right? Like when, I always say, when you first open the slate and you look at the matchups, what sticks out to you is Kamara against Chicago, right? They don't give up a ton of yards on the ground, but they give up a lot through the air. And we know his uh, target volume lately has been insane. He's averaging like eight targets a game over his last four. Um, just, you know, that kind of volume is unmatched. Uh, he's still going to get you around, you know, 13, 14 carries on the ground as well. And we talked about it, the high total for the Saints, you know, in my opinion, uh, puts him above Barkley because uh, he has a greater chance of scoring, you know, a touchdown. The only, only downside, as we talked about, is he may get vultured by Taysom Hill, right? And now that he's 8,100, like, if he doesn't get a touchdown, you need 10 or 11 receptions, right, to be able to pay that price. So I'm still going to go there. I'm confident his... uh XFP, if you guys look every week, uh, I post the expected fantasy points report, uh, and he's number one in XFP above Christian McCaffrey, above Tyree Kill. So uh, I'm just going to go right back to Alvin Kamara. Yeah, that's a great call. And I had him in, in, in there as well, almost in my lock of the week, but I figured that was just too easy because I figured he's going to be the chalk of the chalk pretty much. Um, so I, I have Josh Jacobs uh, versus the New York Giants 6.9. Now, I know everybody's like, Josh Jacobs, really? He hasn't been that great. Uh, However, if you look at the starter this week, uh, Aiden O'Connell, the last time he started, uh, Jacobs had 11 targets, and yeah. we love that. So if he's going to check down that much, uh, he also had 17 carries in that game. So uh, that's it's his biggest game of the year with Aiden O'Connell. So I think you know if we're looking at uh, a guy that's going to check it down that much, uh, I'll take the shot at Jacobs at a, at a pretty uh, inexpensive price at 6.9 with that kind of volume. I think he had 28 or 29 total opportunities in that game with Aiden O'Connell. So uh, you're not going to get that too many places. And against a, 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 a defense like the Giants, uh, he could have a huge, huge game. So Jacobs is my elite call. All right, Jared, I think is finally back. Um, I'm here. Yeah, you're, you're here. We got you. We, we kind of poo-pooed your K. Dotton call. So we'll go back to tight end. Uh, talk us into K. Dotton and why you like K. Dotton so much. <laughs> Well, I, I just think he's got the opportunities in this office. And, and I said, if I like, if I like Baker um, and I like this game a little bit, it's kind of a low key game, but 
Um, Otten's got the volume and the target share a little bit. Like he's at like four or five each week, and yeah. if he falls into the end zone at three K, you're you're golden. It's exactly what yeah. we said. He's getting about four or five targets a game. We need him to fall into the end zone. Tim, you had one guy that you mentioned in passing here at the running backs that we hadn't talked about yet. The other guy that's probably going to be pretty chalky as well, uh, opposite of Kamara. Not opposite of Kamara, but, you know, that's in the same price range. Yeah, I think that one of the big decisions this week is are you playing Saquon or are you playing Kamara, right? I think I've gone to a couple different sites that have them with different projections. One's higher here, one's higher there. I think they're very similar plays, uh, especially with Daniel Jones back. I think the Giants... Uh, offense will, you know, continue to go through uh, Saquon, but it'll be a lot more uh, reliable than Tommy DeVito. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to get 38 opportunities again or whatever, but uh, I think obviously, you, you know, we we attack uh, the Raiders with running backs every week, right? So I don't know. I, I, they're basically the same price. They're $200 apart. I think you can play both, uh, but we'll talk about it here in a minute. There's a lot of really good running back plays this week. So I think you're deciding between one of those top two guys. Yep, agreed. One of the funniest things I I seen in chat, uh, it's in the YouTube chat now. Is that Danny DeVito's brother out there? What, what <laughs> do we got going on? Definitely. <laughs> All right, we'll move down into the mid tier, and the mid tier is where I have my lock, lock in it. In it. And full disclosure, I did my lock literally while we're on the show because i hadn't put one in yet i could not decide who i wanted to put in there uh but when tim told me that drake london had been officially ruled out i went with Bijan robinson uh, i think that will increase his workload let's hope it increases his workload we <laughs> never know what to do with the atlanta falcons what we think's going to happen never seems to happen but against minnesota 6.1 for the potential workload that he could get uh is is enormous if he can get into the end zone as well get some passing work hopefully get some work in the running game as well uh i love Bijan this week and with drake london ruled out uh, i think the can the targets get condensed to uh to kyle pitts and Bijan. so 6.1 he is my lock of the week tim you had a lock of the week that you changed because i had a running back so go ahead and talk about him a little bit i did i i didn't want us to both have two 6k running backs but for me Sorry, Jeff, but for me, the best play in this price range is Jonathan Taylor. Uh, last week, he had 95 yards at halftime. He ended with 95 yards. Some people say, he, you know, he kind of uh, got a little hobbled or whatever. Dude, he's good to go. Uh, this week, he gets basically the best matchup, definitely the best matchup on the slate, 31st DVOA against the run. This is JT week, right? Like a couple weeks ago, we said it was Brees week. This is JT week. Yeah. He's going to absolutely smash. I'm seeing 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, it's going to be that kind of week for Jonathan Taylor, man. So um, I'm going to really try not to go too overboard on my exposure because I want to be like 100% Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but there's so many, like we talked about, running back plays this week. Uh, but for me, he's basically a lock in cash. Yeah. And I, I, I don't care about Zach Moss. His snap share has increased every week. And this week he gets the best possible matchup. Yeah. I was just going to say the Panthers are the flowchart team, too. They've given up nine, they are. nine top 24 games to running backs. Uh, and they've done, you know, they had their bye week already. So that was one fewer game than other teams have had, and they still have the most given up. So uh, I love JT as well. Um, it's a great price point for him. You know, they made Damian Pierce look usable last week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry, we took all the guys you had in your mid tier there, but you did have a note uh, on, on, on Falcons that I want you to sort of elaborate on after I just went through and, and rap pathetic about uh, B. John Robinson. Well, um, 
I'm I don't want to contradict you, but as long as Arthur Smith is in charge of the Falcons, like they're so hard to roster. It's such a guessing game. It's such a run heavy thing. You got Algier, you got Patterson, you got Bijan. Like, I just, I don't understand what the Falcons are doing. And it's so frustrating for fantasy owners to play anyone Falcons because they have all the talent that they could ever ask for at the position, at the skill position. And it's just week in, week out, it's like, who can you trust? Um, so I, I, I wanted to mention Bijan because that's a guy that I think is super talented and, and a really good spot, like you just said. But, like, I just – it's hard for me to even trust Pitts. And, and I, I, I talked about him a little bit, and so did Tim. But, like, the Falcons are the most frustrating team to even talk about, and it has everything to do with Arthur Smith, and it's yeah. just super annoying. But the one thing I will mention for uh, a mid-tier running back is uh, Rashad White has had um, – a decent couple of weeks. Uh, like I said, I'm kind of on the bucks as a whole in this game, but uh, Rashad white in the past two weeks has put up, I think it was like 16 point something and 17.2 back-to-back weeks. Um, he's in that range where he could find you a little bit of value, but he also sucks. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the optimizers love him this week, man. He's popping like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and going back to your your Falcons and your and your, your Arthur Smith hate, uh, there was a meme that came out that said that they chose to use the tight end two, who was Jonu Smith, to throw a pass to the tight end three uh, in the red zone <laughs> while Kyle Pitts, the highest drafted tight end ever, was blocking for that play. So that just goes to show you it's, how it's, it's insane. It dude, they're such a shit show. <laughs> and, and even last week, Tim's like, well, I love the Falcons defense and it's just like it's always it everything falcons is a letdown all the time i know so the I'll, I'll pull back the curtain a little bit i said that i almost made kyle pitts my lock of the week i actually saw the reason one of the reasons i saw a meme on twitter that said uh watch Arthur smith fuck around and only give kyle smith or kyle pitts three targets and i was <laughs> like man i could see him doing some shit like that <laughs> yep. be, be a, we didn't even talk about it but it could very well be a johnu smith game <laughs> yeah. where he gets seven targets or some shit yep it's absolutely. one of those things where you go to the craps table and you roll the dice if you're playing falcons yeah yep hey the only other guy i want to mention in the mid-range is uh deandre swift uh, we, we talked about earlier, uh, the Eagles have, you know, one of the highest implied totals on the slate. There's really two ways that you attack the Cowboys defense. Uh, one is with tight ends. We already talked about Goddard. The other is with running backs. So I think this could be a Swifty week. Uh, he has consistently gotten like 16 to 18 touches a week. And uh, Philadelphia stays in this game. They're going to have to be able to run the ball. Yeah. So any uh, any mention of Kenneth Gainwell has gone out the door, man. This is Swifty's job. Swifty's, yep, 100%. I love that. All right, we'll move down into the value here. And uh, since we took your mid-tier, Jared, I'll let you go first here on your value. Um, yeah, there, I, I have Henderson listed, um, and it has a lot to do with uh, Puka being out um, or possibly being out. But uh, Henderson's, I mean, we got another carousel here. This is why this week sucks. We got Foreman, we got Kenner's, Henderson. Um, but Henderson's a little bit more pass catchable or viable anyways and he's at 5k um there's going to be volume to be spread around in the rams offense if puka is ruled out if not it's kind of a layoff spot but uh, i think there could be some adjusted volume if uh puka is indeed ruled out and i think henderson could be viable at that pricing 
Yeah, I like that call. I, I have the, the, the chalk guy. I'll let Tim talk about the other one that's going to be fairly chalk too, even cheaper. But I have uh, Chuba Hubbard at 5K versus Indy. Uh, Miles Sanders is dead. <laughs> I mean, he had two yeah. touches. He had two touches last week. He, he's dead. It's the Chuba Hubbard show who's been pretty good. Uh, he gets a decent matchup with Indy at 5K. Uh, there's not a ton of, vol- of value on this slate. So I think uh, of the value, he might be one of the better ones uh, on the slate. So I like Chuba a lot uh, versus Indy at 5K. Uh, you have the other guy, Tim, that uh, some news today that broke that made this guy even better of a better value this week. Yeah, I- I'm glad you said that, Jeff, because I'm on that boat. I put this guy on my sheet just so we would talk about him. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that Devin Singletary is a must play. Uh, I will gladly be wrong, but this feels like a trap play to me. Uh, like that earlier in the year, we were like, oh, you have to play this guy because he's 4,300 and fuck the matchup. Cause, and then he gave us eight points, right? Like Chuba Hubbard gets a much better matchup against the Colts. He actually catches some passes. Like I understand Devin Singletary is going to get, you know, projected for what, 18 carries in this game. But I mean, I'll be wrong here. I'll gladly take the L if I'm wrong, but I think yeah. Chuba is the guy that's yeah. the value play here. I, I heard a great nickname for Singletary, like one of the podcasts I listened to. They call him Devin Single Carry. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great nickname because you're right. I yeah, mean, but he's, he's had games where he gets like 14 carries and then gets like 56 yards. Yep, 100. percent So like he can realistically, like I said, give you an eight. And, and I, I want to make one other point too while we're on the subject is I think that in some optimizers, it'll tell you to play Hubbard and Singletary, uh, maybe even in cash. I would not do that. Um, I think that gives you a super, super low floor, Yep. right? There are a couple of wide receivers we're about to talk about that people are going to want to jam in, and I understand why. But if you play Hubbard and Singletary, you're asking for those guys to give you like 18 points combined, and then there's no way you can catch up. Yep. All right. Speaking of receivers. And now, wide receivers. Receivers. Now, I want to give you all a quick uh, peek behind the curtain. We're talking about receivers here. So we we do our show sheet, and it's divided up, quarterbacks, tight ends, running backs. We have a bunch of lines that we can fill some guys in. Some weeks, it's really tight. We got a lot of guys we try to fill in. So this week, quarterback, tight end, running backs, it's pretty empty. Let me get to the receivers, and we've really packed a bunch of guys in here because the receivers are where it's at this week. Uh, and speaking of receivers, we'll kick it off right at the top with a double drop. Lock, Lock it, it in. in. Jared, you got uh, a, a receiver there that I love this week uh, as your lock. Go ahead and talk about him. Yeah, it's C.D. Lamb. Um, and the main reason why I like him is, well, one, he's been amazing the past two weeks. Two, uh, if I'm being honest, I think he should be priced higher towards the 9K opposed to the 8K range. Um, 8,200, this dude saw 14 targets last week. Um, we talked about it in the quarterbacks section. Dak does really, really well against the Eagles. Uh, we like this game as a total. It's shocking. You see two good teams play each other, and that's the game you jump on. Yeah, well, that's kind of how it works. Um, these two teams should be a great game, should be a high-scoring game. But if the Cowboys are going to keep up with the Eagles, um, I We've seen Pollard be almost irrelevant almost all year. People that drafted Pollard in the first round are Hating kicking life. their sister or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> like, it ain't, it ain't working out on the ground. Kicking your um, sister? That must be like a Minnesota state. Saying. Well, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> well, I, there, there's, a, there's a saying where, like, if you tie 
Like if you play like, well, like some of you guys know your sister kissing your sister. But like, if you, if you don't like her, you might just kick her ass. <laughs> but hey, um, so I, I did want to mention one thing. I know it's your call, but we always talk about the flow chart that I post every week in the, in the group. Right. So Philadelphia has given up 12 wide receiver, one or two games. The next nearest team is Washington with nine. Yep. Talk about leaving a gap. Yep. <laughs> it's like 10, none, 11, none, 12, Philadelphia. Yep. I, just, I had that same note in my in my notes for Seed Lamb as well. So he's he's definitely on my list here. He's my cat, one of my cash receivers for sure. And it's the same sure. thing that, that Gerson talked about last week uh, when he was able to make his appearance. Um, you know, like, there, you know that – like, cause he was all over McLaurin and you know where the targets are going to go. Like there's no, there's no disguise in the Cowboys offense. They're going to throw to CD lamb and at 8,200, there's just no reason not to roster him in this type of game flow. Yeah. I, I like it. Tim, what you got for your elite? Yeah, I, obviously I love CD lamb. Uh, I'm going to take AJ Brown on the other side. I mentioned he was my one good last week. I think you go back to him. Cowboys do have a really good, uh, you know, defensive backs, but it's AJ Brown. His volume is insane. Uh, I know some people are like, oh, he broke the record. They're not going to keep forcing it to him. No, they will. Right. This is a dude who's had 125 plus yards and what, six straight games. So it's going to keep going. Uh, I will probably have less of him than I will have of CeeDee Lamb. Uh, but I think you have to have exposure. And like we talked about a minute ago, I think a lot of people are going to pay up for Lamb and Brown and try and figure out a way to jam both guys in. So I, I expect to see a lot of that this weekend. I like it. Uh, Jared, you got another elite guy there that uh, has had a couple of a uh, couple of down weeks. Uh, tell me why you like Cooper Cup. Uh, the reason why I like him is because, one, he's a great pivot off the two guys we just talked about. Um, and if uh, a lot of my, my Rams exposure has to do with Puka being in or out. Um, yeah. I know, I know that's a, the big question mark of the week, but like he could be an 18 target volume play in, yeah. in this offense. Like he legit could be that kind of volume play. I know he's a little bit more expensive and there's probably not going to be a whole lot of people that get there, but he's a tournament pivot in all general. Yeah. I like that call as a tournament pivot for sure. And Tim, you have a guy that I keep expecting to fall off. That just keeps not falling off. He keeps, uh, he keeps doing his thing there. Talk about Adam Thielen. So this is a guy I've played several weeks this year in cash, and his price has finally gotten high enough that I think he's a tournament play only. But that's Adam Thielen. Like, his volume in that offense is so insane. I think last week he had 11 out of 33 possible targets. Like, it's insane. He's playing over 90% of snaps. And obviously, Indianapolis is one of the teams that we always attack with wide receivers. I have him as the number two wide receiver matchup on the slate. So... I'm probably not going to get there in cash because I'm paying up for CD Lamb. Uh, but in tournaments, uh, you know, a little spoiler alert for stack section, I will probably find a way to some Adam Thielen in tournaments. Yeah, I like it. All right, we'll move down into the mid-tier, and I'll kick off the mid-tier here with uh, with my pivot off the A.J. Brown. Uh, I, I'm liking Devonta Smith this week a little bit. At 7.1, you get a, you know, almost, you know, $1,500 discount from A.J.B., uh, and I looked up, uh, so I use DVOA a lot uh, by position, and I looked up the Cowboys defense uh, DVOA. So they're fourth uh, against the team's number one receiver. Uh, they're number two against the slot receiver. 
but they're 11th versus the team's number two, which is obviously Devonta Smith. So they are weaker against the number two receiver. So I think Smith, who uh, who had a pretty decent game last week as well, finally had a, a little bit of a breakout after having a, a, a slow season. I think at 7.1, you get the discount, you get exposure to this game, which is going to be a, you know one of the more popular games. And you get to be a little bit different. You can put CeeDee Lamb in, in DAC as your stack and then bring it back with Devonta and be a little bit different than the A.J. Browns that are going to be cramming, cramming into lineups. Uh, Jared, what you got for your uh, your mid tier? Um, I think Mike Evans could have a huge week this week, um, and it has a lot to do with what I just talked about. Um, if you're gonna like Baker, it's it's one of two guys. Um, it's really Evans or Godwin, um, and I think Godwin's just got the right matchup. Or I'm sorry, Evans has got the right matchup in this game on the outside. Um, this is one of those games where like. I just feel like it's a coming out party. We've seen him be quiet for a couple of weeks and Evans does that. Like he kind of goes up and down and then he just skyrockets up. And yeah. I kind of want to be there when he's at the top. Yeah. yeah. Anybody who's ever watched the show with Jared on it, he tends to like gravitate towards one team every time. And I think this <laughs> week it's the Bucks. He's got, I think, it's a buck in every single uh, section of the show tonight. Uh, surprise! Yeah, you did talk about Rashad White a little bit too. So you, yeah, you got every every position covered here for the Bucks. He did. I was gonna say he didn't put a stack in, but I'm just gonna put it in for him. Baker, <laughs> Evans, Otten. There you go. I was I was just gonna go edit that on my phone, and I was like, ah, they figured it out. <laughs> we know what it is. Good stuff. So can I get a can I get a drop, please? Oh yes, yes you can. Lock it in. All right, so I've been messing with lineups. You guys know usually Wednesday is when I post the thread. I start messing with lineups, and I'm like, okay, I want to get Dak. I want to get Kamara. And now I want to get, like, Chuba Hubbard. I want to get CeeDee Lamb. I end up with, like, 5,000 range at wide receiver, and you got to pick a guy, right? So I decided that's going to be my lock of the week to tell you guys. So this guy is third in terms of yards per route run against zone coverage only behind CeeDee Lamb and Tyree Kill. And that's Nico Collins. That's I think it's going to be a huge Nico Collins week. He has my number five overall wide receiver cornerback matchup uh, in this matchup against Tampa Bay. They are a very obvious pass funnel uh, defense. They basically, I think they're like second DVOA against the run, right? This is how you're going to attack the team. He's also had much better games at home uh, with CJ Shroud than on the road. So I think all the kind of puzzle pieces fit together. Um, if you go to some optimizers, some will tell you to play Zay Flowers again, who burned a lot of people last week, right? Who I also have. Another one that's really popular is Terry McLaurin. But I'm putting my stamp this week on Nico Collins. I love it. And I just made a trade in my Dynasty League for Nico Collins, too. So I'm hoping you're right, because uh, I, I want that to, to pan out. But he's been he's been pretty good. And I, I like watching him. And at 5.8, he's still cheap enough that he's still a value. So I like it. So what I want Tim to say is he likes my buck stack. He's got Nico on the other side. Nico on the other side. Yes, sir. That's your, that's your bring back for sure. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got a couple more mid tier here. Let's let's uh, let's talk about. Um, I want to talk about your guy there, Jared. You said uh, Alave underpriced. Talk about Alave because he's he's had a rough season so far this year. And but he's been up and down. You know, like he's had some huge games. Um, and going up against. Let's not shy away from anything. The Bears' defense is awesome, or is terrible. They're <laughs> fucking terrible. But they have 
I mean, Olave target share, 9, 15, 10, 5, 6, 11, 11, 10. Like, at 6,300, like, this dude is getting so much volume. Yeah, he had his off-the-field off off beef this, this last week um, with the speeding ticket and this, that, and then some, and they didn't know what was going to go on with him. But, like, dude, 6,300 for Olave is insane. Like, this... He's so far underpriced, in my opinion. I think he should be seventy three hundred, but just my opinion. But I mean, the volume's there. He's had a couple stinkers, but like, Carr is going to throw the ball to two people. He's going to throw it to Kamara, and he's going to throw it to Olave. Yeah, and, I mean, and Tim had uh, Derek Carr, you know, at five point seven as a as a play as well. So it's a great stacking option, and. A pretty cheap one at that. We, you know, with some of the guys that we got to try to cram into our lamps this week, that's a that's a good little stack there. I'll tell you what, he'll be in my cash lineup. Nice. There you go. All right, I mentioned a couple guys, and we'll move down into the value tier. McLaurin. We mentioned that Jared had McLaurin on there. Zay Flowers. Tim mentioned at five point seven. I had Michael Pittman. I think is still viable at Carolina at six point six. Let's move down into this value, and and it it's it gets ugly down here. But some of these guys, you're <laughs> almost going to have to play. Tim, talk about one of these guys. Yeah, I want to talk about Demario Davis, aka Pop. Du- sorry, Demario Douglas, aka Pop Douglas. Uh, we know last week Kendrick Bourne ACL. He's out for the year. Who came in and took over the snaps? It was Pop Douglas. I expect him to be one of the chalkiest plays on the slate. I talked about it with Mac Jones. You can stack him with Mac Jones, and the total cost for that stack is eighty nine hundred dollars. That is just absolutely insane. Uh, he has a lock in your cash games. I have him projected for around 11 points, which is almost 3x value. Um, I expect him to be 30, 40% owned in cash, if not higher. So. And, yeah. and speaking of stack values, the last time Tim stock, uh, talked about a stack value uh, was with Atlanta, and I finished in the top 5% of a league or of a contest. So nice. Yeah, the Those, puke stack definitely hit the that The puke week. stack hit that week. Yep, good stuff. Yeah, he's, he's going to be pretty popular at 4K for sure. Jared, what you got for your uh, for value here? Well, since I talked about Olave, I better go with Elijah Moore. Um, this guy's just super involved in the Cleveland offense. He's got the target share. He's got the a little bit of rushing upside. It's it's hard to trust Cleveland. It really is. But at thirty eight hundred, I think he is. I mean, I think he can be viable. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, I have a guy that was a popular play uh, earlier in the season, and then a couple quarterbacks went down, and he kind of disappeared. Uh, Wandell Robinson, uh, Daniel Jones is coming back. Uh, Robinson, you know, in week six, we got eight targets. Week five, he had five targets, uh, six targets in week four. He only had one target and two targets in the last couple games. He got a full bill of health finally. Uh, he's not on the injury report. He's 3.5. Uh, with Jones back in the offense, I think that Wandell Robinson is a is a cheap guy you can plug in there, and he has some decent floor with uh, with his PPR upside. So uh, I like Wandell, especially off a of pivot if you don't want to play Douglas. Uh, Tim, you got a couple guys. Uh, actually, you just erased one of them. <laughs> so. No, I know. I, I do. I want to talk about Rashid Shahid uh, okay. just because Jamie mentioned him in the chat. Uh, I do think he is a good value. This is kind of a, you know, who at play all the Saints kind of week. Um, he is, a, last week he only played 27% of snaps, uh, but obviously he was in, I think, the winning Millie Maker lineup. Uh, he does really good against zone coverage, which the Bears play at a very high rate. 
Um, so I do think he does look as a little bit of a value. Uh, but the guy that I'm going to be playing in that 4K range in tournaments is Brandon Cooks. And I think Jamie mentioned earlier in the chat, uh, Philadelphia gives up uh, the most points to outside receivers. Uh, at 4,400, he's only getting about four or five targets, which is tough. Uh, but he's also gotten a touchdown in consecutive games. Uh, Dak Prescott seems to be looking for him much more than Michael Gallup. Yep. Um, so particularly if you're going to be doing a Dak stack, um, I, I like particular. I mean, I, you got to have CeeDee Lamb, right? But if you're talking about who's that secondary guy, for me, it's Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I like Cooks a lot. He actually showed out last week. So, yeah, good call. Did you want to talk about Slant Boy, Jared, before we get to the defense? I mean, <laughs> this could be a lot of points scored on the Bears. It's just a matter of who gets them. Uh, yeah. I've mentioned Taysom Hill. I've mentioned uh, Alave. I've mentioned Kamara. Sheed was on the list. The Bears suck. Um, roster Saints players that are values. Yeah, and 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 Jared uh, is in the chat here, right? I mean, not Jared. Um, uh, Jamie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Jamie's in the chat. Uh, hold on. Where's this comment at? I was trying to find this comment from earlier. Um, oh well, I'll find it in a minute. But there's a comment that he was talking about the, this game as well. So. Let's go ahead and move down to Hold on, real quick. I want to give a shout out to Josh in the chat. He asked about Aaron Jones. I think somebody asked about Aaron Jones earlier. I almost put him on my sheet. All indications from the Packers are he's been the closest to 100 percent. He's been all year. Um, I think he makes a very good tournament play this week because I don't think a lot of people will be on him. We talked about JT and Bijan. They're all in that same range. Uh, but I do think if you're playing 150 lineups, I would want some Aaron Jones exposure. Yeah. I think Josh is asking about season long here, rest of season. Uh, so this is the DFS show, but I'll go ahead and answer the the Mario Douglas rest of season. I'm not a big fan of him going forward. I think he's playable in fantasy in DFS right now because he is so cheap. Uh, yeah. But if you're playing season long fantasy, I, I don't see him putting up a ton of points. He's just he just doesn't have it. I think if you're a speculative ad, you, you know, add him this week, so you don't got to put him on the waivers. But uh, I I don't see a whole lot for him the rest of the season. All right, let's get to the defenses, guys. Defense, 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 defense. All right, Tim, what you got for defense? So this week, they made it really easy for us. I appreciate it, DraftKings. Thank you so much. The Giants defense at 2,300, I think, is the go-to defense this week. We saw last week punting the best de- or cheapest defense worked out to be the best play. Uh, Aiden O'Connell is starting for the Raiders. He is a little bit of a gunslinger. We know he's going to try and target Devontae Adams. Some of those throws will be good. Some of those throws will not be good. Um, I do think the Giants do generate enough pressure to be able to force him into some throws. And like I said, they're the cheapest defense on the slate. So I think in cash, that's where I'm going. In tournaments, we all have the same other team. So who wants to take it? (laughs) Jared, you take this one, Jared. Do you guys all list the Patriots? Yep, we all yeah. know. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I looked at the show sheet earlier, and I'm like, I'll be different. I'll take the Patriots, and you guys all have it. Um, so this is a rookie quarterback facing Bill Belichick, and we've been down this road before. Um, yep. And Washington also just traded away their whole defense for the most part. Um, I, I just think this is one of those games where the clock runs – Patriots win this game. I know that's going to piss off Brian, but he's not here. So, but the Patriots are going to win this game. And I think a lot of it starts with their defense. Like we've seen Bill Belichick do this many, many times against uh, 
rookie quarterbacks. Like it, it's a broken record. Don't overthink it, and they're relatively cheap, so just roster them. Yeah, the two point nine, they are relatively cheap, and they they get the Washington Commanders, and and Sam Howell has been sacked a billion times. <laughs> Takes yeah. way way too many sacks. Yeah, man. it's it's pretty brutal to watch play him play right now. It's it's. He can put up some good fantasy points, but man, he takes some sacks and makes some dumb boneheaded mistakes. And it's easy to put up good fantasy points when you're done by 20 every week. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. All right, let's get to our stacks. Going for two.com's weekly stack report. All right, Jared. Uh, we kind of already know your stack, but go ahead and talk about them. Uh, I just came up with it in my head. It's Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans. Rashad White, run it back, Nico Collins. Nice. And we have a, a a new listener. I don't know if she's a new listener or not, but she's an easy Nah, listener. she's listening for a while. Yeah. yeah. A new, a co- first time I've seen her comment. So, yeah, what's up, Megan? Thanks for thanks for joining the show. Uh, yeah, so if you've been listening to the show, you know Jared Stack already. I mean, he's playing he's playing all the bucks. I think Jared likes to come on the show and pick the worst team they can pick and then try to stack it. Because he did the Jets, I think, last time. But <laughs> the Jets panned out. so it, It's it, the Jets. It's the Browns. It's yes. the Bucks. It's giving them cheap options. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tim, what you got for your stack? Yeah, you guys know I like the puke stacks this week. So I'm going with uh, Bryce Young, the Adam Thielen, and bringing it back with my one of my favorite plays on the week, Jonathan Taylor. I like it. I went with the chalk stack uh, with a little bit of a twist. I think people are going to try to jam, it, uh, jam in AJ Brown, but I went with Dak, CD Lamb, and then I brought it back with Devonta. I, you know, I mentioned why I like him. I still like AJB. I just think if you put AJB with Dak and CD Lamb, it's very, very hard to make a lineup a- after those guys. I think with those three guys, if you put AJB, it's fifty percent of your salary already. Uh, you still got to fill six more positions. So Devonta gives you a little bit of a, a break in salary. Uh, and I do like his matchup better, so he's my he's my bring back in that stack. All right, it is time for the sick call. And now the sick call of the week. Uh, all right, Jared, you're the guest here. You get to go first. Well, my guy's got sick call in his name, and it's Mike Gasicki. Um, and the reason why is because he's getting three targets a game. Not great. Um, but here's what we know. Washington is terrible on defense. And if there's a guy that Mac Jones looks for in the red zone, uh, it's, it's a good sicky kind of guy. Gasicki at 2.6 is, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty sick for sure. Um, but Hey, that's why we do this, this segment for the record. Uh, we, we allowed Gerson, you know, he had a, a, a different uh, sick call, but we gave him the Broncos D because me and Tim gave him shit, and the Broncos D was the number <laughs> one defense. It. Yeah, absolutely I smashed it. it. Patrick yeah. Mahomes had never lost 16 in a row <laughs> yes. and lost. It yep. was the sick call of all time. Yep. I will give it. It's okay with the original sick call for sure. Agreed. So speaking of sick calls, you guys know I like to get sick with my sick calls. Originally, I had fake-ass C.D. Lamb, a.k.a. Noah Brown, as my sick call, and then I saw he was coming over 5%. So I switched it to Jamison Crowder. So uh, Curtis Samuel was ruled out today. Uh, last week, with Curtis Samuel kind of hobbled. We saw J- the emergence, the reemergence, like back from the dead, Jamison Crowder. Uh, and so I feel like it could be right back to that this week. But one of the things the Patriots have always done is they take away your number one receiver. So they force you to go to your number two, your number three. So I think it sets up as a good week for Crowder and only 3,400. Uh, I, I wanted to save this for the sit call segment. My uh, my puke, puke, puke stack of the week 
is Mac Jones to uh, Mario uh, Douglas, Pop Douglas, bringing it back with Jamison Crowder. Oof. <laughs> that is that is pretty sick. That's a sick stack right there. We need to create a whole new segment for that. <laughs> since, puke since stack we, of the week. Since we have a little bit more time than we normally do, um, I'm going to go over a little bit of the comments here. Uh, my sick call is Patterson. Yeah, any rostering anyone from Atlanta is sick as fuck. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I know. It would be. First of all, Jared, it's funny of all people that Jared would say that because longtime listeners of this show know Corderell Patterson was in Jared's winning mini, mini max lineup. Yep. He is forever goaded on this show. So yep. it yep. would I be a CPAT week. <laughs> I, I still hate the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me give my sick call and I, I'm going to kind of give a little bit of uh ode to, uh, to my other co-host on the Wednesday show, Ryan. Uh, he liked Jalen Hyatt this week. He actually had him as one of his guys. You could plug into your lineup if you're really short. Cause you know, it is a heavy bye week. Um, Jalen Hyatt at 3K versus Las Vegas. Uh, he's that big play receiver that just needs that one play. He's he's kind of my favorite type of sick call where if he can just get that 75-yard touchdown, uh, he pays off his salary in one play at 3K. I like him, a bit, uh, you know, with Daniel Jones coming back. Uh, Hyatt is, is a good player. If you look at a couple weeks ago, he had a couple big plays. Uh, I think this could be a week where he puts up a nice, a nice little st- uh, stat line, and and, and hopefully, uh, I haven't hit since week one. So hopefully, I can hit one of my sick calls. <laughs> I yeah. had Puka Nakua week one. It was one of the all-time great uh, sick calls, <laughs> and haven't master hit call. <laughs> yeah, haven't hit anything since then. But uh, let's go, Jalen Hyatt at three K. Hey, I feel you on that. I haven't hit since Tank Dell, so yep. <laughs> I'd yeah. like to get one too. Hundred percent. All right, that wraps the show up. Uh, I want to thank you, Jared, once again for coming on to the show. I think this is probably your third, I think your third appearance this year. So appreciate you coming on as always. Uh, why don't you uh, give everybody where they can find you on Twitter and if you wanted to plug anything. Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at the Yeti Express. Um, one thing that we've talked about throughout the show is this Thanksgiving Day uh, Toys for Tots drive. And it's a super good it's a super good contest because you get to play with a lot of your peers. Uh, I've kind of opened it up to the Twitter spaces as well. Um, and kind of some of the stuff that I'm involved in, um, super good with donations and making every child's life a little bit better around Christmas. It's a super good, uh, it's a super good charity and it's something we do every single year here around the going for two uh, community and i would just highly encourage you guys to get into that tournament um like jeff said if, if you donate five bucks if you donate 10 bucks it doesn't matter come play fantasy with us and donate to a good cause because i think that's written that's really awesome 100 and that that url is uh, going for two.com backslash toys uh, you can register there. It's literally four questions in the registry. It's like, what's your first name? What's your DraftKings name? What's your email address? That's all I need. You just get those four things and, and we're good to go. So uh, sign up. It's really easy to do. It's free to enter. Donations uh, you know, are encouraged, but uh, it's free to get in and you can win that belt that I just showed. So uh, 100%. Tim, what you got? Yeah. Uh, as I say every week, join us in the DFS roundtable where I do my weekly thread, gather the best info from all around the internet and put it in one place for you. Uh, and you can obviously find me on Twitter at Keto DFS. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. Once again, I want to thank you, Jared, for coming on. Um, I do want to plug next week. Uh, we have a guest coming on next week. That was a sort of a fan favorite. He was one of our, one of our first guests earlier in the season, but Micah, 
uh, is yeah. going to come on next week. So he was a fan favorite. So we're bringing him back. He's really excited to come on. So if you, you know, if you want to tune in next week, you'll see Micah. Uh, and as always, I'll plug the Discord. Uh, you can find it in my Twitter profile. You'll find it at goingfor2.com. Uh, we got a lot of things going on in the Discord. Come check it out. Um, we do everything from season long to, to DFS to prop bets to, you know, to underdog stuff. So uh, come check it out. Um, all right, fellas, uh, that's it for the show. Uh, for for Jared, for Tim, I'm Jeff. Uh, good luck to everybody in the chat this weekend, and uh, let's win some money. Sure. Go Pack Go!